mother is bleeding. At least I have a husband, you know. Does anybody here believe it? Episode 55. So this is the bin. Bin. Episode. Okay. And just FYI, I'm doing this in the order that they married into the family, not birth order not by like, like age. age. Like, okay. I don't give a shit. I, I'm doing birthing into the Duggar family, you know, family, okay. if you will. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care about who, like, uh, introduction into the family, you know. Okay. So that's how I'm rolling with that. Um, one order of business. Ooh, I'll I'll take your order. So, what was it? Two episodes now ago with the Weight Watchers meeting, mm-hmm. where Lego made it abundantly clear he's a big fan of Mountain Dew and Reese's. <laughs> Maybe a Snickers ice cream. Snickers bar. ice cream bar. Someone said that they're eating a Snickers ice cream bar while they're listening. I thought that was very serendipitous. Ooh, that has to be so weird. <laughs> but so. What? There's a podcast I listened to where they were like, we just want to make one one listener's day a little odd. And then it was like, Andrew, stop doing that. <laughs> and he was like, at least one person yeah. is going to go. Ooh. So, Ooh. <laughs> so, Julie, have a great day. <laughs> well, do you know what's... The, okay, this is not exactly the same, but my brain went here. It's the connections your brain makes while other people are talking, right? Okay. Um. Like, I kind of, I've thought sometimes, like, what is, like, specifically recently, I was thinking again about a couple of people who talked about, uh, like, like one person being like, oh, yeah, um, I have to, like, make sure that I turn down the podcast when I'm going through here, like, when I'm on my car because of, like, the stuff that's being talked about or, like, all the cursing mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But I think back to the episode with the the sex Mm, the sex, the sex. Okay. and i remember one person saying how i wish i could remember their name but i can't now but they were they were having like i think something delivered i could be it's been a little bit of time <laughs> so i could be wrong but they were having they had it playing like in their like apartment or house or whatever mm-hmm. and they were having something delivered and they were like right at the time i was talking about the wine and the checking for like the changing of the colors <laughs> it's like right when like they were walking in and i was like what kind of weird shit has happened while people are listening where they're like they heard that whole part about like <laughs> the changing of the colors oh like, my gosh I'm sure there's a few awkward, awkward moments <laughs> anyway so back to what i was saying mountain dew mm-hmm. found out he's a big fan of the dew he does the dew he do, he does he indeed does do <laughs> and so okay on, quite honestly i've not been stepping like when i go to stores lately i'm in and out okay it is too hot to fucking dilly dally i am skedaddling i don't dilly dally you know like there's a is, lot of dad terms going <laughs> like, on right now I, I don't do it so but tim actually and it's even more weird for tim to go to a grocery store with me but we were what were we doing i don't know but you came with oh i had a million packages to send off she was using me as hired muscle yes so he came with me to go to ups store and you know grocery stores and the same and i wanted to get some stuff that were on sale that week 
So I pop in over there. And while we're in there on an end cap, I have no idea how long these have been around. Like I'm saying, I, I skedaddle out of the store. I don't look around much anymore. Mountain Dew, like hard Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's so smart. So there was two different variations. There was ones that were different, totally different flavors. And then like the pack that has kind of like original Code Red. And Baja, and Baja Blast. Blast. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, if Jim Bob took alcohol, this is what he would drink. <laughs> so we bought a pack. Tim is, I have not had any yet. Mm-hmm. They're a little, I feel like they're not as fizzy as I want them to, but that's also because Mountain Dew is like obnoxiously fizzy. But then it goes flat really fast. Yeah. So um, I told Whitney she would probably enjoy it with like a little splash of like soda water or something but he says he says it's sweet too and i'm not big on sweet i like i like it though i like more of a so i have yet to try it i'm still sipping on some other stuff that we have but anyway so if anybody was wondering there is hard mountain dew yep and you know if we could just you know put it in a glass see if uh lego notices you know <laughs> so that's the the big news oh <laughs> i had to report to the people well yeah it's a duty, you know. Is that a Mountain Dew joke? <laughs> it's a duty. That's pretty. It's a D E W T Y. It's a duty. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Merp. Mm. Um. On another note, it's fucking cold snap around here. <laughs> it's only 106 today, and it was 104 yesterday. Yep. So thank you all for your um, you know your 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 cold thoughts, your chilly thoughts mm-hmm. you've been sending yep. our way. I mean, when you've been going with 117, 118, 119, 100 and fucking 4 and 106 is like... It's a cold snap. Fucking cold snap. Whitney had a scarf on when I woke up. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, pulling out my um, winter sweaters out of storage, you know? <laughs> it's awful. Uh, we'll be up to 112, 113 in the next couple of days. But, you know, I'll mm-hmm. take two days of 104, 106. I was like, I went places yesterday and I didn't want to die right away. Yeah. So yep. it's a nice little break. Um, we could talk about it at the end if we want. Okay. I feel like we've been doing that a lot lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I figure at the end we can talk to our fellow elder emos if they would like to <laughs> stick around and talk about elder emo shit. Mm-hmm. So we got our elder emo on this past weekend. Yeah. There is a place off Northern Avenue. Yep. Okay. Are we ready? I'm ready. Okay. So today on this bin episode uh it is actually called 20 years 20 duggers and it premiered october 6th of 2009 and it's a special mm-hmm. the telltale signs of it being a special are not only the fact that it's double the time so 40 minute runtime as opposed to 20 and a 60 minute time slot versus 30 mm-hmm. back when it was premiering but also because it doesn't get put in order on the dvd in terms of their air date Lack of diligence aside. Ugh. That's been its own problem. But Don't even get me started. This is not even a diligence issue. This is purposeful. Because it gets placed on the last disc under the bonus mm-hmm. section. Yep. So just so everybody's tracking, there won't be a dig today since this is a special. If you remember back, the very first special uh, that they had once they had the actual mm-hmm. TV show was underway was the birth of Jordan and it was actually done out of order with the pest wedding. Yep. So in the birth special, 
um, Anna and Pest were married, and like remember she was sitting on his lap mm-hmm. during the whole scandal. Yeah, during the whole name voting thing, and then later on when season two started. They go backwards and they show the wedding where Cannon is still pregnant. So it was a whole weird yeah. thing happening back then. Mm. So with the start of the show, the Jordan birth was the first special. And I did do a dig on that one. It was actually the one on rock music. <laughs> yeah. But um, then when I remember when it came to the wedding, I thought I was going to do a dig for that too. And then I remember when I was watching it, I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just ended up being a lot of content just from the episode. So I decided against it. Yeah. And I just kind of made the decision that going forward, I'm just going to make that a thing where specials are going to be digless. Just so I'm not from each time to each time trying to decide, do I do mm. it this time versus, the, you know, yeah. the, you know what I mean? So I'm just going to make it a, a thing across the board. That um, due to the length of them and the recapping of itself, that's just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. This also gave me a little, little bit of a break. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of podcasts do a summer break and we haven't, but so this is a little bit of a breather for me. Mm-hmm. I gain about a day and a half <laughs> to two days, like <laughs> yeah. you know, in my life. So um, it's kind of like my little breather. So getting started, since this is a special, and when they say special, they mean special. <laughs> Call back to Gator Landing special. Yes, pest mm-hmm. phone call with Pa about you know making it special. <laughs> so because it's a special, even the intro gets a little extra flair. Yes, it does. So it has the regular voiceovers like normal, but instead of the usual clips that they show during them, mm-hmm. it had a cartoon like clothesline with pictures of the family with the year pinned mm-hmm. to it and then a big 20 years 20 duggers in the middle yep and then underneath was another clothesline with pictures of all the kids mm-hmm. so you know it's special so what better time to get wild with the graphics there at tlc <laughs> but also i want to point thing out like something out bad name 20, 20 years 20 duggers it's their 25th anniversary yeah <laughs> where the fuck are they getting 20 from they were like but it doesn't work with the theme it, yeah but it's like and you can't even say like oh 20 years of having kids because they got married in 84 and they had josh and even that to me is a stretch mm. they're having a fucking renewal removal um <laughs> for 25 like so it should just be 25 mm-hmm. but they can't even say like oh 20 years of having kids well no josh is older than 20 like, right <laughs> like, yeah. it just, like none yeah, of it makes it's just a bad name but I think they're just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just go with Who's it. Who's going to pay attention Except other us. than a podcast yeah, you years know, exactly. down the road? 14 I do have a later. note about the intro as well. Go ahead. Whitney and I mourn the loss. We love Top Chef, first of all. Second. Big fans. Big fans. I know what you're about to say. Dun, 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 dun. That's exactly what I was going to reference. So my point is... Because usually it's just the pictures of the family and like the kids are just kind of like smiling. In this one, as they pan, like some of the kids are doing other things. And my favorite is our girl, Jill. Because she has like shoulder length hair. And when it's like going by her, she's like, you know, when you like kind of loosely put your fingers around your hair and you kind of like run your fingers down to the end. Yeah. She's like doing that with kind of like a like a little bit of like a swag smirk on her face. And you know what it reminded me of was the old Top Chef intro when they were putting on the coats. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, and it was like the guy would like put the coat on and then spin around yeah. and like stand all like triumphant. Or like one of them would just like fling it over their shoulder <laughs> with like their fing- one finger just holding on to it. Yeah. Or another the- one would just like put it on a big brushing. Yep. There was always like a pop collar, a brushing on the off the name. Yeah. Um, one of them always had like a knife in their hand. Like it was an epic intro. Or they would do kind of like the like the like folded arms where they're like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn around and cross the arm. Yeah. yeah. But you and- do realize that the Jill Harris thing is in every episode right i've never seen it before that's, that's why i thought it was this one no that's not special to this that's in every single episode <laughs> it still reminds me of top chef no, yes i i will give you that but i'm like that wasn't um yeah i've specific. never seen it before and it made me chuckle yeah and it reminded me of top chef yep or as mildred calls it top, top pet. pet yep mm-hmm. we call it top pet yep. yep she would compete on top pet mm-hmm. she's like oh you guys are watching a uh, top pet i love padma but um <laughs> she just thinks that she's you know, it's top pet, so. Yeah. Okay. So, so the episode begins with it saying that it's 8.30 on the morning of the wedding, mm-hmm. which makes me, my niece always said, well, the same niece that always said, um, the the one that says, but I can't have it, can I? That <laughs> same niece, when she was little, she was, as soon as we got engaged, she was very into planning our wedding for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, she always said, the wedding. The wedding, yeah. So she was, she came down and she was like, "I can wear that." Like as soon as we got engaged, I remember her being like, "I can wear this dress," and she like brought down flowers from her room and she was like, "And you can use these." Like she was like, "You can oh, yeah. borrow these," mm-hmm. and uh, she had our wedding dinner planned for us. Do you remember? Tostadas. Yes, she loved. She was very into tostadas at the time, and she's like, "And your dinner can be tostadas." <laughs> <laughs> anyways so just when i see wedding i always in my head i always hear her saying the wedding the wedding yep okay so it's 8 30 a.m morning of the wedding and uh it shows the house covered in stuff like supplies and decor and things and joy is doing her her sister momming duties and she's waking up all of the lost boys so we get a bingo square because they show a short glimpse, but still it's there, of the whole, you know, hair, you know, drawing and molding process of Lego's helmet. <laughs> hair mitt. Hair, you know, his hair, hair mitt, mitt. Thank you. You know, with the hairspray. So we get a, because we have a hairspray square. Yes, so we, we do. So we get that. Mm-hmm. But how they, they edited this, it's backwards. Did you notice? I did not. Because then after that... He does the same shit we've seen him do 768 fucking times before where he comes, you know, just like over the course of the show. I can't even tell you between fucking San Francisco comes to mind right off the bat. But seen a million times, he walks over to Michelle, gets down on one knee and he says, will you marry me again? Yep. And um, they tight, tight lip lock. So we get mm-hmm. another square. Where's my squirt? There we go. Found that one pretty quick that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, by now, I think we fucking get it. <laughs> Remember how I was saying in last week's dig how Michelle said it was like the most romantic proposal. <laughs> and then she proceeded to describe like the most basic vanilla proposal you've ever heard. <laughs> um, I-, I think when you have a person like Lego, they just like they they see something be like a hit and they won't let it go. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, I just think yeah. he's that personality. So he's, like, worked like a charm back then. It mm-hmm. won him the hot cheerleader. So he's going to use it again. 
mm-hmm. and again yeah. and again because he knows his audience, canon. <laughs> um, so he's going to play to his audience is how I see it. I, you know, I bet she, I bet she regrets playing up that proposal now. She's got it like a little bit, you know what I mean? Just like a little bit. There has to be a little part of her that's good. Like, good God, you know? Because this is why you can't even white lie to the Lego heads of the world. It's like you think you're just trying to not hurt their feelings. And so you're like, oh, it's great, you know? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> But with people like that, it goes so far past that point with them. Yeah. They eat it up and it like feeds their ego and like delusions. Mm-hmm. They're like delusions of grandeur, and they're right. like, "Oh, that was great!" Yeah, and then they'll never fucking quit. They'll never let it go. I feel like that's a pretty strong microcosm for like the world. <laughs> if you're not okay with it, that needs to be communicated effectively because people are gonna get the wrong idea. And it's not even that she had to say that it was like terrible, but like he probably was just like, "Well, she says it was so romantic, and I'm just gonna like keep doing it over and over and over." Well, like in every, a lot of the things we've seen in IBLP, it's a lot of hyperbole and it's a lot of, you went so far over the top because you have to be adoring gays and you have to be all these things that of course it's a snake eating its own tail at that point. Yeah. Take any positive, run with it, run with it into the, run it into the fucking ground Mm -hmm. actually. That poor horse, just leave it alone. (laughs) So that's my theory on why he does this over and over okay take what you want that's my theory i think he's just like well like michelle really liked it so i'm just right. gonna do it over and over and over mm-hmm. all. so the reason i said that it was clearly out of order in filming is because while he's doing this you know romantic uh gesture for the 832nd time his hair is not molded in this scene that's correct it is quite must i must say <laughs> Look at you. I know. Um, but yeah, it's pretty... Like, he he almost looks, like, really sweaty, but I'm like, it must just be... Yeah, he just looks, like, mm-hmm. sweaty and... Yeah. Unkempt. Yes. <laughs> Very. And but I got a... you know what? She gave him an adoring gaze anyway. So we get... I think we get a twofer right now. Mm-hmm. So we get an adoring gaze, and then his cell phone belt clip is, yep. is hanging out. On display. <laughs> In the house. Like, you haven't even... <laughs> You haven't even molded your Lego hair and you already have the foam belt does clip he, on. Does he have it like next to the bed and then like when he wait does he like put his feet on the ground? <laughs> okay. I was going to say does he sleep put his feet on the ground and then like clip it on but you think he's it's on the hip at all times. <laughs> Do you think he's having sex with Michelle and it's like <laughs> he's mopping over her and then like he's got this cell phone on? Let's be real. It's going to be phone belt clip and like white tube socks let's be like dirty white tube socks he's just, let's be real do you think he just unzips his pants so oh, he can yeah. leave the cell phone on so it's just like he just unzips the fly but once again she has to be supportive out the little guy you know she has to be supportive of him so she's probably like leave the belt clip on do you think he's wearing pants or he finds something else to clip it on to <laughs> just the tidy whiteies <laughs> Just the tidy whiteys and the belt clip on it. And he's just, do you think he's just like, um, you know, peeking out? Through the hole? Yeah. You think <laughs> they that's made what's fun happening? of that on the Chappelle show a long time ago. <laughs> do you think that's what's happening? I don't even want to think he's, about it anymore. In, I just want to, I'll just focus on the clip. He's a clip instead. Of, that's funny. Um, he's wearing his tidy ivories. Remember, remember their color. They're <laughs> yeah, very bad. So he's got ivory. his, he's got his tidy ivories. He's got a cell phone clip to them 
you know, can't be without it. <laughs> not to keep this bit going, but when I was a kid, and they would show like the like the laundry detergent commercials, and they would talk about how it keeps whites from getting dingy. I never knew what that word meant until I watched Saw this. Jim show. Bob's underwear. Yeah. That is dingy. You're, you're like, oh, that yeah. is. <laughs> yep. That's what OxyClean is for. Yeah, that's what all does. You know what I mean? Like keeps you from having. Lego uh, undies. Lego he says, dinge. remember how he says undies too? Remember, yeah. yeah so Lego dinge. Okay, we're gonna move on from Legos uh, <laughs> underwear and them having sex. Yep, please. So there's also so this is after the million uh, nine hundred and sixty fourth proposal. Mm-hmm. Um, now we get a little zoom in on Jennifer. She and she's wearing pantal the. Pantaloons, as yep. Fami would say. Pantaloons, yep. And she's got on one black shoe and one croc <laughs> on the wrong foot. And she's standing on a cooler. Yep. It's just fucking chaos. Um, and I will say, the croc is dirty, but it is not busted up the way Jason's was. Yeah. So she's got that rough. going for her. Mm-hmm. They're not like, three holes haven't become one hole. So that's good. <laughs> So in a talking head, they asked Jill, how much do your parents love each other? And she says, my parents love each other so much. Like, I don't know, just a lot. <laughs> and then they follow up with, is it ever overkill? Which is TLC's way of saying it is overkill. <laughs> Let's be real. I mean, they're they're kind of the voice of the people in this moment. Mm-hmm. That's one of those kind of leading questions. Not necessarily leading for a specific reply, but leading in, um, we're asking this question because we're stating our opinion in the question being asked. Of course, yeah. That type of lead. Mm -hmm. And she says, I don't think you can love somebody too much, Mm -hmm. which is a decent answer. Yep. But uh, without saying like, yeah, they're fucking all over each other. It's annoying. (laughs) So they asked Johanna what's happening that day. And she says she doesn't know. (laughs) Our girl. She is unbothered and uninterested and same, sister. Yep. And I wrote, <laughs> I, I put our girl Johanna there because it's hilarious. Okay. I had her down later, but we can put her now. <laughs> Fan favorite my, Johanna. My my our girl comes way later, but I will take it whenever There's it doesn't multiples. matter. Yes. Yeah. So then we just kind of see them, you know, packing up stuff and. I'm nervous just seeing that it's four and a half hours until the ceremony. And I mean, I just don't have faith in Lego's timeline that we heard last week. No, not at all. But I do real quick in the same moment, they showed up one of their wedding pictures and I have a comment later on because they reference it again and I feel like it's interesting. And then also there is a countdown timer on the bottom left, which tells you the era this was in because it was very reminiscent of the show 24. Oh, yeah, yeah. That because it was in the bottom and very lightly in the background. You'd hear beep, 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 just like 24. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so now it's a talking head and of canon, and they hit her with some work. <laughs> they mention how being married 25 years is, is a big thing, but then mm-hmm. that the number of kids that they have is also huge. So they ask her to tell a little bit about each kid. Bet they wouldn't ask lego hair this not even i don't think they would even fucking venture to try he'd be able to tell you a little bit of about three of them 
It would be like fucking what's that? Um, it would be like in old Shakespeare when like the guy's getting the girl with all of his lines, and then there's like the guy in the bushes telling him what to say. <laughs> it would be Lego talking to the camera, and it would be like Jana being like, and then Jackson really like you know what I mean? Like that's exactly how it would have to go down. He would have nothing to say. <laughs> or like Impractical Jokers, where Jana would be at like a a screen in a different room she'd with be, the microphone in, in his ear. <laughs> Somewhere and like telling him what to say. Yep. That's the only way it would work. <laughs> so now I'm not going to go word for word, but just to give some of the highlights. And she talks about each of their births, which I'm also going to skip. And I'm just <laughs> going to focus on what she says about their personalities. And they do about four at a time between scenes. So it'll pop like in mm-hmm. and out. So starting with Josh, she describes him as having the initiative leader in him. And that he likes to talk and that he takes after his mom with that, which we wouldn't know. Um, you know, it's not like she does that much talking. Yeah. I'm not saying she's a mute, but it's like, I think she does more talking than normal because she's on a TV show. But, you know. Right. But she says sometimes it's too much just like her and he sticks his foot in his mouth. And then it flashes back to when he thought he was, be- you know, when everyone there thought he was a real jokester, a real uh, cut up. Laugh riot this one over yes. here. Um, back when Anna had first come to Legoland Mm -hmm. after they got engaged and he was saying, when they were asking, what are you going to do tonight? He's like, well, we're going to spend the night together. And everybody was like, oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, everybody was losing it. In stitches over here. (laughs) Pissing her depends, uh, Michelle was. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so they cut back to that as like him putting, you know, that's an example of him sticking his foot in his mouth. Oh, my goodness. And she says that he has a good heart. Mm, mm, does he, though? Debatable. And that he's learning. God, we would hope so. But I don't know. I'm not convinced. <laughs> I, I don't think not he learns. But she ends it with, I like him. Did that feel weird as shit? Weird. And, and Tim and I always say, like, it's a thing between, like, with with our marriage. I'll be like, I love you and I like you. And I'm like, you know, or like whatever. So we say that, but there's something about this. That's like so weird and spoiler alert. She never says she likes any of her other kids. (laughs) (laughs) I would have, it almost would have been more funny if she ended all of them being like, and I like them. Yeah. (laughs) But she just likes Josh. Apparently. I just put, this is such a weird way of saying this. And it felt like she didn't have anything else to say. And she was like, shit, I need, where where's the like the emergency exit? You know what I mean. I like them. Weird. So now we get to John, David, and Jana, twins, and she said that she knew their personalities from the womb. John David was calm and never moved, and Jana moved constantly and kicked John David constantly, <laughs> and that they're the same today. He's laid back, and she's high energy. And then it was funny to hear her say that Jana used to be a chatterbox, mm-hmm. but that now she re- reserves that for talking to her and Lego. Oh, like be- she used to be before she was like inundated with all of the <laughs> exactly. parenting that she that they should be doing. Exactly. Yeah. Because we never even remotely see a talkative side of her. Not At even all. a little bit. Mm-mm. But So like maybe she's exhausted now. Maybe she has no energy or desire to talk because she's too busy raise, raising kids raising all day, kids, every day. Yep. Yep. Maybe she had the life sucked out of her mm-hmm. 
at such a young age, her personality and demeanor is forever changed because of it. How about that? Maybe that's why. Yep. Yeah. Nothing remotely chatterbox adjacent that I've witnessed about Jana at all. Not even a little. I will say when she was really little, she looks like our girl Johanna. Or I guess Johanna looks like her. I guess I didn't catch it. Yeah. It's it's very funny. This is one of the parts that I kind of enjoyed of this was that they would show the usually that child at various points in their life and you can see which siblings they look like which is kind of funny i almost feel like this episode is like when sitcoms had their like the clip clips show a clip show mm. yeah, this is kind of what this was in a yeah, way like it doesn't have so. a ton of like new material but yeah it's got this kind of stuff mm-hmm. do you want to bingo this now or do you want to wait until she's done doing her kid intros why because there's uh john david speaks see i don't know if i agree he talks in this part, though. They all give... He doesn't say any... They, every kid, when they're doing this, they have a part where they had to film going, and I'm I'm Johanna Duggar. I'm Ginger Duggar. I'm like, whatever. That's the only thing he says in this episode. I don't feel like that counts. Okay. I do think we can go back to a Pesco and Pez, though. What's that? The joke he made. The funny ha-ha laugh riot joke he made. I, I guess I don't think of that stuff because they we saw them in past episodes. She's trying to deny me another. Bingo. I'll do it. Fine, it's fine, fine. Pest going pest. <laughs> it wasn't new material, so it doesn't. It doesn't. Um. She's trying to deny. I can see. I it in covered. Her eyes. I put the fucking thing on it. <laughs> but no, I stand my ground. I don't think him just saying his name. He didn't really talk. Okay. It was a forced, like it wasn't an organic thing. So. Okay. Um. So now we're moving on to Jill. She didn't really say much about Jill, to be honest. Nope. She calls her sweet about three different times and says that when she was a baby, she smiled and sat and watched and entertained herself. And that's kind of it. Yep. She said she used to watch the others play, and I made a comment that she hoped Jill got used to that because she's going to spend most of her life watching little kids. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like you could go a little deeper on that, though, like in my like just evaluation of things. I feel like it sums up Jill and her life pretty well. Okay. Like if you grow up being the sweet one your whole life, quiet, content, easy, you know, so to speak, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, you're just like such an easy kid, such a good kid. And then when you sort of wise up and speak up, people take issue with that Mm -hmm. because you're, you're not being the sweet one anymore, you know? Yeah. They don't expect it. Yeah, and I feel like that's exactly what we're seeing play out today with Jill. Like the sweet ones are usually easier to take advantage of mm-hmm. until they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, and then yep. they're kind of like balls to the walls, like, well, fuck all this, and like, you know, what we're seeing where they're like, burn it down, like yeah. they just don't <laughs> give a fuck anymore. And it's just kind of like, then, like when you decide you're not going to keep sweet anymore, it just it pisses them off, and. Because they had this role for you in their head, and you're just kind of like flipping the script on it, and like they don't like it. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was funny to like know what we know is going on with Jill now, and it just be like repeatedly. It's just like she's just sweet. Yeah, she's just as sweet. Mm-hmm. So that's I all she was Jill. to them. She yeah. was compliant. She was sweet. She was content. Yep. Till she wasn't. Yep. She plays the harp, by the way. I just wanted to put that out there. I've always wanted to know how to play the harp. But yep. She plays the harp. I think a couple. I can't remember who all does. I think a couple of them do. Um, 
so Jessa, she describes her as being spunky, being or, or a spunky thing since mm-hmm. the beginning. And now I'm going to actually directly quote some stuff because I think it's interesting. She said, quote, as she has grown up, I think she really gave us a lot of opportunity to learn more about parenting. A.K.A. she wasn't a perfectly trained little soldier. <laughs> That's ex- <laughs> is what that means. Yep. And it cuts to a scene in a restaurant with Lego saying, we had to get on to her quite a bit when she was a small girl because she was full of energy. But they say if you can train a strong-willed child to do what's right, they'll be strong-willed to do what's right. And, and that is Jessa. So it's like we have to break this child. Is of course, yeah, that's <laughs> what, what that sounds he's saying. like. Yeah, yeah that's, that is what he's saying. And then Cannon continues with, I just thought, man, I don't think she's ever going to catch on to what I'm saying because I'm having to say it again and again and again. But the interesting thing is, though, that she was so smart, she was catching on. She just didn't want to hear what I had to say. Same, Same Jessa. <laughs> Same. There is, as that voiceover is going, they do show her, like, parenting. She was, like, not in the kid's face, but she had, like, gotten down in one of the, like, the kid's levels and was obviously being, like, you need to get your shit together. Yeah. So I just thought it was, you don't really get a lot of those candid moments of that kind of, like, sister parenting going on, and I thought it was interesting. hmm So now it's four hours before the removal. And Cannon is arriving at the church to set up, and she's got Joe for muscle, and Ginger and Jill are the ones doing the decorating. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when you start to kind of feel, you're like, oh, this is kind of a bare bone situation, which we'll kind of figure out going yeah. on. But I think that's the first inkling of that. Mm-hmm. So now it goes to Ginger. And so like I was saying earlier, they each do like a little intro, like where they say like, I'm blah, 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 Duggar. Right. Before this. And Ginger does hers. And she's like, and I'm Ginger Duggar. And then she like makes a face. And she's like, that was pathetic. And then she like does it again. (laughs) It's kind of funny. It's very Ginger face. Yep. So Ginger really gets the shaft on this one. (laughs) Because they've been talking about the delivery of all of the kids. But also their personalities. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't say shit about Ginger (laughs) and herself at all. It's only about her delivery. They spend the whole time talking about how she was their first home birth. Yep. And that boob like freaked out and covered like everything in plastic. Like their entire the room. The Dexter treatment. <laughs> yeah, he did. yeah. There you go. Um, because he was afraid of mess. But uh, zero about Ginger herself. So that yep. was, I kept waiting for one and I was like, okay. And then I was like, nope, no. Nope, okay, that's it. All right. Nothing. I mean, I guess it could have been the ed- editing of TLC. But either way, she got the shaft. It doesn't yep. change the outcome. So next is Joseph, and she calls him her mellow fellow <laughs> and says that he's like John David in some ways. He's quiet, a man of few words, and a very hard worker. Because, you know, he's a simple guy. That's why I call him Simple Joe. <laughs> Give him a pretty young, giggly wife and a plate to lick, and he's set. <laughs> You'll see in the future. He's a he's a, he's a a plate licker, but, you okay. know. Then we get Josiah who she says is busy with lots of energy, a people person, and that he enjoys being creative. Mm-hmm. Do you remember back in the early days of the show when he we said that he carried the show on his back? Yes. Seems so long ago now, right? <laughs> he used to do a lot of talking heads and even in-scene interviews. Mm-hmm. 
that's definitely passed. It's tapered off a lot. Yep. He's not carrying the show anymore. Hannah. Johanna. Of or Hanny has uh, entered the chat. So. <laughs> Next is Joy. Michelle talks of how she's sandwiched between boys, so she had to be tough having older brothers. Mm-hmm. And that she loved dump trucks and toy guns. And that's it. Yep. That's all she got to say. <laughs> um, so now we're three hours before the removal, and Lego goes with Josiah and Joy to pick up the cake. Mm-hmm. Not a ton to report on that. Do you have anything? Nope. Then in Talking Heads, they're tell- telling a little bit about when they started dating and all that jazz, but it's not much detail. It's very bare bones. Uh, but then they do put Michelle in the hot seat. You know, first they were coming at her with, like, you know, details of her children. You mm-hmm. know, basic facts. Not even details. Basic facts about her children. Right. Now she's in the hot seat again. And it's because they ask her when she and Jim Bob first kiss. And she says, uh, I remember that. And laughs. And then she says, I remember that again. And then she said, um, did he tell you? <laughs> So she nervously laughs again and kind of sits back and slaps her lap. Mm-hmm. You can't see it, but you can tell that, like that's what's happening. And, and I say this to paint the picture that she's clearly uncomfortable. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But she's trying to play it off and laugh it off, but she, she's uncomfy. So she said it was behind the yogurt shop before he left to go to Little Rock to wait for it. Because he was leaving to go sell Bibles. As one does. Doesn't that sound made up? It sounds weird. Like you're just like, oh, you know, he's leaving on this harrowing journey to go sell Bibles in the faraway land of Little Rock. <laughs> and we don't know when we're going to see each other again. Yeah. You know, like, but, uh, like, yeah, I was like really headed out to go sell Bibles. And so, you know, this one, <laughs> give me a kiss goodbye. It then quickly cuts to Lego saying, it was dynamite. Yeesh. I feel like the only thing missing from this moment is him like giving the cameras like the finger guns or something. Pretty much, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um he he says he wished he'd have waited like Josh did until they got married, but he didn't hold back. Gross. Please never say that again. <laughs> but I also call bullshit. So like, you don't regret it at all, and that's fine. Yeah, that's, I think that's you know what it I mean? Right like that's fine. She's your fucking wife of 25 years. Right. You can, t- you know, it's like, it's fine. You don't actually wish that that didn't, you just, you don't wish you would have waited. You just feel like you need to say that now so you look like less of a hypocrite. But, you yep. know, you don't fucking mm-hmm. regret it. You cannot convince me that you actually are like, that was a real bad idea. <laughs> right. I was. I do think it's interesting because as we've posted visuals recently, there's been a couple comments that were about how, like, uh, Cannon was like cute back in the day. Uh huh. She was. I, th- yeah. I think she was called a babe at one point, <laughs> and it, she has very uh like Karen Allen energy, like she in the way that she looks, um, like from Indiana Jones and Animal House, and you know. So that's whenever I see old pictures of her, that's what I think of. And then I thought of that comment on her Instagram. You're going to tell me that he's really upset that he got the fucking hot cheerleader to like kiss him. <laughs> like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't regret it. 
Just stop acting like you do. It's fucking fine. She's your wife, but even if she wasn't with your wife, still fine. My favorite part was when she stopped wearing that cheerleader outfit and started wearing the floor-length skirts. Yes. No, it's not. Yeah. Just say it's yeah. not. It's fine. Yep. So now Michelle is telling the romantic story of their proposal in less detail again. It's not very detailed, but um, but we talked about this last week and a little bit earlier. But the one part that really cracks me up is when she says, he got on his knee and he said, will you marry me? Kind of like what Josh did with Anna. <laughs> like, does she think that getting down on your knee and saying, will you marry me is like somehow unique to Duggar men? <laughs> I don't know how they came up with that. Why didn't I think of that? Did you hear? He got on one knee, not both. Whoa. Just one. All right. Indulge me here. Did he have a ring? (laughs) It's very unique. You won't believe it. One knee. He had a ring. Will you marry me? Damn. And Josh did the same thing. Fucking savant over there. (laughs) Can you believe it? Proposal savant. It's like she acts like it's some unique fact. Yeah. I can't with it. Kind of like Josh did with it. Like every other fucking person that proposes. Like, God. Oh, man. You just sound stupid. You got to make it a thing. You got to talk them up. You got to hype them up. Like, that's your job. And Mm -hmm. then they're like, go. And then you end up with the fucking boob who, for the rest of his life, he thinks that that's the thing to do because look how much she loved it. Michelle Duggar, the ultimate yes man. God. Anyways, so now the Jeds are up. <laughs> she calls Jed Jed, the OJ Jed, <laughs> a deep thinker and serious, even calling him a very serious little fella. So do you notice how Joe was a mellow fellow? A mellow fellow. And he's a serious little fella. Yeah. So there's a difference between the Luz and the lows. Mm-hmm. So just so we're tracking. Um, so she says, you know, he's serious and it's like, we know we've seen him be all like judgy and shit about their <laughs> educational videos. Well, and yeah. Remember, he was the only one not smiling when Dolly was a shimmy shaking. Remember <laughs> the rest of them? Like when she was like, make me a spot and she was doing her little shimmy shake. Yep. He was the only one not smiling. Not impressed. Tells you everything you need to know about him. <laughs> everything in that moment. And then artist Jed, really, you know, he lives up to his namesake. Mm-hmm. She calls him the opposite of the OJ. Big win for him. <laughs> Way to go, Jeer. Um, and she says that he's very creative. So mm-hmm. not judgy, creative, opposite, working out. You know, this is this is like a this is like a really good testimonial of his character, calling Correct. him the opposite of the OJ. <laughs> So then we get to Jason. She says that he's busy as a young kid and very funny as he's gotten older. Mm-hmm. Lots of one-liners and funny expressions. Get those zingers out. Then Jamesy Bug. She says that he has the biggest smile and the brightest face and a sweet countenance. And that's it. It's all looks on James. <laughs> uh, no mention of his bugginess at all. No part of like what makes him like Jamesy Bug, you know, right. no bugginess. But I was very surprised by that. Yeah, antenna, long proboscis, something, you know. 
And then Justin, he gets the ginger treatment. Absolutely nothing about him. And then even less about his delivery than ginger. So I'd say, <laughs> I'd argue it's worse. Right. It's kind of feeling like the ultimate lost boy at this point. <laughs> I'm not sure Michelle knows anything about him, really. <laughs> like, oh. Could they not have pulled a statement from a sister mom or something at the very <laughs> One least? Of the real parents. Yeah, it's like pull a statement or, or were they not commenting at this time? Like, you know, but just like get a statement. It's fine. Yep. yep. Poor kid. I think um, the Lost Boys are in that weird spot where I've always talked about it where I'm like, there's certain scenes where I'm like, I've never seen you ever. One of the Lost Boys, I don't remember which one. I remember in their intro being like, I have never seen this child in my life. And in then they this showed episode? Yes. And then they showed a scene from a previous episode. I'm like, oh yeah, I do. And but it was weird, like in that like intro moment where they were actually talking like to him, I was like, I've never seen this. It's probably ever. Justin, because I feel like yeah, he I really is. is like the ultimate lost boy in some of in this section of mm-hmm. the show. Like yeah. he gets very little. Previously I felt like Jeer was that way, but he's gotten Agreed. a little bit more screen time mm-hmm. recently. But I remember he was one where you're like, and who the, who the fuck is the curly haired kid? Like, you know, like who's who's like you called him the beef? Who's the when did the beef show up? Yeah. So I feel like they go through like cycles for like yeah. a while. It was like, who the fuck is that one? And now you're like, okay, I know who he is. Now who the fuck are you? And it's Justin. It's see, it's just classic TV though, because if they ever needed to like recast him, nobody really knows what he looks like. So it'd be fine when when he wants. He could have be recasted last season. We didn't know, right? Like when he wants too much money per episode, and then they get rid of him and replace him. Nobody's gonna know. New Justin, and but you know, I will say Justin <laughs> does look very different than the rest of them. Very different. Yeah. Incre- yep. And even like as an mm-hmm. adult, I should show you what he looks like now very different Ooh, he does not duggery looking <laughs> he doesn't have the same potato head like he, he does like he just it's not the same like it's different oh, man. potatoes 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 you know i shouldn't say that i'm a i'm a lover of potatoes in all forms that's true to be quite to be quite clear when i was a when i was a child this tells you how much of a fan of potatoes i was I wrote an entire menu for a future restaurant I wanted to own called The Potato Palace. Yeah, it's going to be our nest egg for retirement. So I shouldn't disparage potatoes by relating it to Duggar heads. But, Maybe uh, one of these days I'll have a food truck called Potato Palace. I, I loved it. Like, yeah. I, And it was everything on the... Go figure. Everything on my menu was... um potato related because i'm <laughs> if you couldn't tell I, by the name i love a potato i will take a f- potato in every form and i remember you know what's funny about me as a kid business-minded i'm going off on a tangent here okay <laughs> so business-minded my parents obviously didn't drink mormon you don't drink and i remember telling like showing my mom my menu and mm-hmm. i had alcohol on my menu but i was like because i know it makes you money so i was like I told my mom, it's on my menu, but I'm going to have a giant sign that says drink responsibly. And I thought that that would. That I mean, would... you're covering your bases. Yeah. I mean... And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. But I was like very business. And I'm like, I'm not saying no to alcohol. I'm like, run up those tabs. Thank you. And, and I'm you like, were... you know how much you your margins on alcohol? And you were very correct, little Whitney. Your markup is so much more than it is on food. Yeah, you get high markup. Mm. And then I was also like, potatoes are cheap. 
And if that's like the main thing behind, I was like, this is going to make fucking hand over fist money. Yep. So the potato palace, don't take it from me. I need to go, uh, I need to go get that name right now. At some point when you see a food truck called potato palace and you see me and Whitney outside, you'll know where the Genesis was. Yep. Hmm? Very business minded. <laughs> So now it's two hours before the removal, and Lego is showing up with the cake, and I want to crawl out of my fucking skin watching because they're just now starting to make the backdrop, and I'm dying inside. (laughs) It has zero effect on me, and it took place 14 fucking years ago, but somehow (laughs) it still stresses me out just watching it because it's just so against everything i would do and it just kills me to watch people to just watch it unfold and them just like keep operating this way mm-hmm. where i'm just like you don't see the problem and you continue to do yeah. the, but you know it's you know whatever so now we get into the good stuff we're watching lego help with the backdrop and <laughs> help is definitely in air quotes so setting the scene for you guys She's trying to cover up that information desk that we talked about last week mm-hmm. when he hopped the information desk. So she's taped together pieces of white butcher paper that they're going to hang from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Just so you're tracking how this is all working. <laughs> so Boob is standing on the desk along with Joe and he just starts taping it to the ceiling and Michelle is pissed. <laughs> like, <laughs> as pissed as an IBLP wife yeah. can be, mm-hmm. like, you know, at the very least. But she starts yelling, don't tape it, don't tape it, don't use that tape. It's the most forceful I've ever heard her. For real. Yeah. And it's like, he they're using like silver-ass duct tape, and it's just like, I mean, the whole thing is very janky, like, you know, like, but she's just like, you don't see what I see, like, but she's just like, don't use that tape, like, oh my goodness. this is forceful for her. Yeah. And she's so fucking annoyed. And it gets even better because right after that, he says, Michelle? In kind of like a like a question, mm-hmm. you know, type tone. And she says, yes. Like, she's, anno- she's annoyed. Yep. And I'm, I'm living for it. Like, she's <laughs> trying so hard not to act annoyed, but she's mm-hmm. fucking irritated. Yep. So now she's adding, like, draping with plastic lining. It, and honestly, it, it looks like she's hanging a bunch of fucking hefties all over the place. It really does. Because <laughs> like, it's very shiny. Like, okay, like, I have, like, not in white, but, you know, I bought, like, the rollout, like, vinyl, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like rolls yeah. of stuff that you would buy from, like, Party City or something. But it is so shiny <laughs> that it looks like a fucking hefty. Yeah, it does. No, it's, it's not great. No. But she's trying to hang it, so she's up on the ladder, and... Boob continues to be, he just continues to annoy the shit out of her, basically. (laughs) And all she wants is for this fucking man child to hold shit for her. That's all she Mm. asks of him. She's like, hold this. And she's like getting up on the ladder. Yeah. And he insists on saying shit like, here, get on my shoulders. (laughs) And while she's standing on a step, like on this ladder... He starts to act like he's going to pick her up by the legs. Yeah. So he's like wrapping his arms around her legs and acting like he's going to like lift her straight up. Mm-hmm. And she's 
laughing. I say that <laughs> laughing. But she says, Daddy, I'm much safer without you helping me. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down too. But then she kisses uh. his forehead. <laughs> now, do you buy that as a real laugh and a real kiss of affection in that moment? Not at all. She's saying she's sending lots of mixed signals there. Like, I take that as she's annoyed, but I'm going to laugh through it because I can't show it. And I'm going to hide. And I'm being filmed on top of all of that. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to hide being annoyed, you know, just like a kiss to seal it, right? Because if I kiss you, nobody could possibly think that I fucking (laughs) want to impale you with these scissors right now, you know? Like, because I kissed you like a good wife would. Of course. Like, it just feels like this big cover up. Mm hmm. So then in a talking head, they asked Jessa and Ginger, what do you think when you see your parents make out? Which I'm like, is that the first time they've heard the phrase make out? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, have they heard that phrase before? Like five years ago, somebody said macking to Jill and she was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) We get a really good Ginger face. Mm -hmm. So we got to, where's the square? Where's the square? So... What does she think when she sees her parents make out? She says, um, romantic? And again, there's kind of that questionary tone to it. And as she says that, she does a counterclockwise eye roll. <laughs> like a big wave of eyeballs yeah. going counterclockwise. Mm-hmm. So, if you can imagine that. So then Lego is going over the timeline, telling her she needs to be in her dress in an hour and a half. And she says... Great. It's only got a million buttons it's going to take an hour just to get into. Which is a tiny snippet into Michelle being a human being. <laughs> and this is the word, when when you really stop to think about it, it's kind of sad, actually. Like, sh- Michelle's clearly stressed right now about mm-hmm. all of this. She's 10 weeks pregnant, nauseous. She said so earlier in the episode, how... Ha- saying that she was having to like stop to eat pretzels and almonds to keep from throwing up. Mm-hmm. So she's stressed out, pregnant, sick. And in this moment, watching her have to like act fine <laughs> is actually really sad to me, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, beyond having a camera on you, which I mean, wouldn't stop some of us. I know me in the same situation, you'd still see that I'm fucking stressed as fuck. Like it would yeah. come across regardless. But beyond just having a camera on you her entire adult life is playing the part of a happy wife Mm -hmm. so even when like he's not listening to her and you know he's fucking taping bullshit the wrong way and she's just trying to get shit hung up and he's being irritating and playing around and there's no fucking time to play around yeah she still has to act like it's all just fine and Mm -hmm. seal it with the kiss. Like, you know, oh, never mind. Like, the minute I'm just like, what are you doing? Oh, let me give you a kiss. Like, it's really sad when you actually stop and, like, analyze it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So now we're back on kids. Jackson, our dancing king himself, (laughs) he also gets the shaft. Mm -hmm. So Ginger and Justin have company. The real tragedy here is that he will never have his dancing skills acknowledged by his family. Nope. Ever. So nothing about his personality, nothing about his dancing skills, a whole lot of nothing. The one clip they had from him, I feel like he's the most child like. Him on the scooter? Him on the scooter, or I think about when the box showed up 
and he had like a a hand pump for like a like a basketball or a football the ones that have like the needle that you put at the end yeah and he was on the, in the dress box <laughs> yeah he like he like put the little tube into the dress box and pumped it and then was like well i got air in it like that's such a little kid thing to do so i feel like he's the most kid like of the boys definitely mm-hmm. so next up is our girl johanna mm-hmm. but poor hanny i almost wish she'd gotten the same you know treatment as Jun- <laughs> ginger justin and jackson mm-hmm. but instead she gets even worse yeah. <laughs> the only things that are said about her come from the mouth of pest yeah she would have been better off with nothing. I'm not even writing it down what he said because I don't care. Yeah, can we just? Could the producer have come in? I know, and like anybody else? Like, doesn't he have a J name too? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, are you talking about? Who are you talking Her about? Her friend. Sean. N- the sound man is Jim. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Jim has. Sean a J is name. the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Overbeak. <laughs> So then just to kind of round it all out, Jennifer and Jordan don't get any special words either. Because I'm sure at this point, Michelle is like, you can't expect me to know something about each of them. What else can you say that hasn't been said 18 (laughs) other times? So they get, yeah, they get nothing as well. So there's a, towards the end, there's, you know, what, how many, like three, four, five, six of them that don't get anything (laughs) said about them. So at first I was like, man, poor Ginger. And then it kept going. I'm like, oh. Oh, 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 okay, got it, got it. That's what we're doing here. Okay, got it. A third of them get fucking nothing. (laughs) This whole thing reminded me of Jurassic Park 2. The people from the company are there to, like, capture dinosaurs off the island and take them back to put them in an amusement park. So, like, the big game hunter and all the people that are supposed to capture have this giant thing of, like, flip cards on a ring that gives you descriptions of like all the dinosaurs they're looking for. She needs them for their kids. She needs them for her kids because the guy's looking through and he was like, "Uh, right there, the uh, the uh, the packy, packy. Oh, screw it!" And he throws it out the jeep and he's like, "The one with the big bald spot, Friar Tuck." Like that's that's what she needs and <laughs> yeah. he, and Lego hair needs for his kids. Maybe we could make it very interactive. Maybe create like a guess who game of her children you know you flip them down that's always fun like it was always very satisfying when you got to like flip you know yeah oh yeah that sound was yeah, good you know i liked it and it was like a little flick of the finger a little flick of the wrist you know yep. flip them down yep <laughs> so now so we're done with kids it's, we're done with that whole thing mm-hmm. michelle is exhausted <laughs> she's spent there's been a lot of remembering going on <laughs> So now it's one hour until the removal, and my butt is puckering watching them still be knee-deep in hefty bags and not dressed. Oh, man. Still going. Because they're using these hefty-looking things to make swags and, like, bows <laughs> on the chairs, and everything's being duct-taped and play. Like, it's... Yeah. It's... And it was just in, like, a hallway. Because that's where they got married before. Yeah, like, it's just weird. Yeah. With that, like, elementary school carpet... And like a really With the discovery awful... land off to the side. Yeah, discovery land and like yell. It was odd. Yeah. So now at just forty minutes before showtime, Lego is showing up with the rest of the kids, and Cannon says, "My girls, they are the master planners when it comes to clothes." We know. I'd argue they're the master planners of way <laughs> more day. than just fucking clothes, but you know, uh... today it's clothes. And yeah. 
a fucking wedding. I don't know. <laughs> so Michelle's trying to run off to get dressed, but the producer wants a quick interview. And she's just like, I have to get ready. And my producer says he wants an interview. You know, so she's, you can see she's stressing. And later in it, she says, that's the thing. Time crunches just make me nervous. That's when I don't do well. It's like, oh, honey, I think you married the wrong guy if yeah. if you're not a fan of time crunches. You should be used to that by <laughs> now. If you, you know, if you want to be married to that guy and then have 400 kids, uh, you're not in the right business, Punctuality lady. ain't going to be in your future. Nope. So Cannon is headed to get dressed, and there's a super, super short little clip, but oh, man, do I love it. <laughs> Our girl, Johanna. So we you you had us cover that earlier, right? Oh, mm-hmm. but I guess this is what I can okay, I highlighted I I highlight my squares, so this is where I highlighted it. But our girl Johanna, she is sitting in a little mini rocking chair, rocking away mm-hmm. like a little like a little man on a porch or something, hands on the armrests, with soundman Jim sitting next to her, and she says, Jim, when's it gonna start? <laughs> <laughs> And she's not even looking at him. She's like looking off to the side. So there's something about her looking off into the distance, arms on the like armrest, mm-hmm. and just rocking. She's like, Jim, when's it going to start? <laughs> it's, it's so funny oh, to me. Man. Like, <laughs> she's, she's just a character. Like, yep. you got girl. this like four year old that's just like, when's this happening? You know? <laughs> she has more personality than like five of her siblings put together. <laughs> it's so funny. Jim, when's it going to start? It's so funny. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. So, Cannon gets into the dress just fine, even though she's now pregnant. Mm-hmm. Which, if you remember, they, they moved the date up of this because of it. And I thought because they were doing, like, the little, um, what do you call those things? The little markers at the beginning of scenes. Mm-hmm. They're letting the kids do it. I thought it said July 23rd. I don't remember. So I'm like, that's moving it up quite a bit from like their August date, which would yeah. only be two days after their um, anniversary, because mm-hmm. their anniversary is July 21st. So that would mean that that day that they come and look at it, and they're saying, if I read that correctly, and it was, it really is happening on the 23rd. It was only two days prior of what we saw of them going to the Weight Watchers thing, hmm. and them being like going and looking at it and being like, we could do it here, and she's like, oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Because remember how last episode they were like, we're throwing this together in five days mm-hmm. because of her finding out? Yeah. But I'm like, that could have been them finding out three days before. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So it's, I don't know if I got that date right. Time crunch. <laughs> she doesn't like those, remember? She doesn't do well with them. Appa- no, that's what she says. So, again, dress fits well but she like she can wear it but she says it's more snug and more of a straight jacket and she won't be doing a lot of bending and sitting but she will be fine and because it laces up in the back so it afforded her some room Mm -hmm. which my dress was laced up too and that's very convenient versus a zipper mine was actually more not for like gaining weight it was like because i was losing weight Mm -hmm. before the wedding it was nice because you could just keep strapping you know Mm-hmm. keep lacing it up yeah like if i'd had a zipper it would have been like you you're worried about alterations so right good thing to go especially for someone who's pregnant every five seconds lace up <laughs> is the way to do it and, and i gotta say it's not until she was in her wedding dress that you really realize how much the clothes she wears on a regular basis are not flattering at all 
<laughs> I mean, you know it, but this really highlights it. Mm-hmm. And and I don't mean you need to show skin or anything, which is what mm-hmm. they, you know, <laughs> jump to they conclusions. Assume, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the torso and arms of the wedding dress are way more fitted than any of the blouses that she normally wears. Mm-hmm. Everything she wears is like a fucking it's like sack. A sack. Yeah, everything. Yeah. So it's like she looks good in something that she isn't swimming in like fabric. Mm-hmm. And it's a little more form fitted, but still totally modest. Like, right. you know. But I'm just like, you look good. Like yeah. she looks bigger and just more like I don't know. It's not even just bigger, but like she just she looks better. Like I don't know. <laughs> like she just like like those things just don't flatter you. You like you're not yeah, no. Yeah. You're just wearing a fucking potato sack. Again with potatoes. <laughs> you're wearing a fucking flower sack. Yeah. Say that. There you go. And you you can't make this shit up. Boob appears while she's finishing, you know, getting ready. And oh, he gets down on one knee again. Again. And does the whole will you marry me bullshit again. You got to go back to those greatest hits. This shtick is so fucking tired. <laughs> I'm tired. You're tired. We're all tired. Get some new material, please. <laughs> oh, man. Like, seriously, at this rate, I feel like maybe we needed getting down on one knee as like a bingo square. <laughs> it, feels it feels like it like happens it. a lot. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'm like, Jesus, here he goes again. <laughs> well, you know, but did you hear on one knee? Not both. One <laughs> knee. It's pretty good. Um, apparently, they never practiced for the ceremony at all, and I guess it still goes off okay. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing Duggar time may have been a factor in no rehearsal, but they don't ever actually say that. All we see is earlier that the girls are, once again, they, they were living and dying <laughs> by duct tape this day. Yep. The girls were having, like, writing the boys' names on tiny pieces of duct tape and putting mm-hmm. it on the floor so that they would know where to stand and in yep. what order. Because they hadn't rehearsed and whatnot. So, duct tape, save the day. (laughs) So, the ceremony is actually really, really small. We know it was thrown together quickly and moved up. But even then, it's smaller than I remembered or like, I don't know. Just It felt like there was 12 people there. I mean, it wasn't even the size of their family that looked yeah. like they showed yeah, up. Yeah, I felt it like was there was like... more people in the bridal party. <laughs> yeah. I also feel like they were all in, like, plain clothes. All in plain And, like, nobody recognized besides Grandma, Femi, and Deanna. Like, it felt like they called the church, like, body. Like, the people that go extras. to that church. And they were like, <laughs> is there, like, ten of you that can come and sit in this hallway? It's really weird. Yeah, like, it was odd. Yeah, there's it's it's so small. It, like so small that like now I'm like, why was I I mean, why was I getting stressed out anyway? But I'm like, why was I getting stressed out about hanging all those hefties? I'm like, this doesn't even matter. There's like no. not even the size of their family's number of people here. Who cares? It was weird. Like it is not even a thing. It it definitely gives the vibes of TLC cared more about this than they did. Like I, I yeah. get the vibe of like cool they were like oh you want to do a thing oh you know we'll be able to they got their end of the deal they got to cross promote the Mm -hmm. shows to two different audiences hoping for a little you know pick me up Mm -hmm. on each side so 
They got what they wanted. I don't think yeah. they actually gave a fuck about how the actual event <laughs> went off. They're like, you got a dress? Cool. And then because she got a dress, they're like, well, we have to do something, even if it means moving it up by a lot. Correct. It's like they had to then fulfill mm-hmm. that end of things. Yep. I think it was just a whole big fuck, like, put yeah, it on TV I, thing. Like, yeah, it, it feels like nothing at the end mm-hmm. of all this. And I got to say, it's funny because it's... In some ways, a copy and paste of Pest and Anna's wedding. <laughs> the girls are wearing their bridesmaid dresses and they're carrying their mm-hmm. same bouquets. Cannon is holding Anna's bouquet. But the real kicker in all of this is that Anna is dressed just like Cannon was at her wedding. Weird. Oh, you didn't notice? No. I was wondering if you would. Like she's ready for bed. <laughs> It's the same black buttoned frock that looks like it came from the lady sleepwear section of the local retailer. <laughs> and she's standing up there at the front like the rest of the girls, like as a bridesmaid, mm-hmm. who are in like bride- they're in bridesmaid bridesmaid dresses. dresses. Yeah. So she sticks out so bad. <laughs> Everyone else is in gowns and she's there in her fucking pajamas. <laughs> like it's oh poor thing. Like oh, it's- I'm ready for those visuals. It's not good. I, I seriously feel like she was like, Cannon was like, here, wear this because you're pregnant. So number one, kind of weird to think that Anna is super pregnant mm-hmm. and they haven't even hit her one year anniversary yet. Yeah. So we're, if this is July and hers was September like 27th or something mm-hmm. like that was her. Um, but then it's literally like, oh, well, you're hugely knocked up the way I was here. Wear my outfit. Here, my, wear my pajamas. Yeah. The my whole- event pajamas. <laughs> My event, my the whole thing is weird just because it's, I I have always been curious as to whether like Anna was like oldest son of the family, about to have a kid. Like your thunder is kind of stolen by your mother in law, (laughs) and like you know the wedding was obviously a big deal. Like you know she was a bride at this wedding, her family was there, but it's like now you're once again. Having having the first grandchild, and your now your mother in law is having this weird vowel removal, and you're in the back all Anna pajama, like it's <laughs> it sucks. Anna it in pajamas <laughs> is coming down the stairs. Anna in pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> it's real good. Those bananas creep me the hell out, but that song was catchy. God damn it. She's Anna in pajamas. She's all Anna pajama over here. Oh poor thing. Okay. Honey, so. it only gets worse for me here <laughs> on. Oh, pretty funny. So the ceremony is nothing special in no. the ladies. I mean, it's really not great. The only thing worth mentioning is that there's a part where Deanna and Femi are singing. Mm-hmm. And you only see them for a split second off yep. to the side, like in a camera shot. But like they did not focus the camera on them all, which I'm mm-hmm. sure was... <laughs> disheartening yeah. at least yeah but so you just hear them singing and there is a pop-up box that says that the song was written by michelle and deanna 25 years ago mm-hmm. for their first wedding yeah i did not listen uh to be quite honest i'm like i don't have it in me to like try to write this down i just it's my ringtone now it's a song so mm-hmm. yeah. it's my ringtone oh yeah. yeah nope i have no idea i wasn't paying attention either in the Talking Heads, they ask the older girls if their parents are in love. And the aunt, it's like, whatever. I feel like they're, 
really repetitive at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like they're just slightly rewording the same fucking questions over and over, and they're yeah. just like, "Good, good God!" Like it, it's a little annoying. Um, but the one funny thing is an answer from Jill. But it's because she kind of goes all Cody Brown on us for my fellow sister wife trash receptacles, such as myself. She says, love multiplies. It doesn't divide. So the more kids, I guess, it definitely shows that they love each other. You know? Gross. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so. Uh, Yeah, our girl. Yep. And Lego can't stop, won't stop. With the always having to be so fucking extra. And during the ceremony, like during the kiss, he does like a like a dip. But it's like a deep dip mm-hmm. with the kiss. Yep. My question is, at what point does a, like a dip that deep become like dancing? You know, like. Ooh, that's true. Like, is that getting low? <laughs> Feels I mean, getting low to me. Did he put his hand upon her hip? And then when he dipped, dips, she, she dipped, dips. they dipped. That's that's how I took it. I mean, it's dancing to me. Oh, man. That's my question. When does it cross the line? It's feeling a little questionable to that's me. That's true. So. So now they seem to be pretty on theme with recreating their other reception as far as food goes. Just cake. <laughs> Something white looking in the punch bowl. It never gets it up close, but it looks no, it it's white looking. And I'm like, is there yeah. fucking horchata here? <laughs> like, you know, like I was like, what's what's happening in this punch bowl? Oh, God. I, it's I don't... probably milk. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't... probably just like two percent milk. <laughs> but if you have a ladle, it's fancy. It's no, it's festive. There you go. If there's a ladle, it's festive. Oh man. Um, and then there's something brown in a large bowl. Not sure if it's like one very large bowl of mixed nuts. I feel like you put mixed nuts in small bowls. Yeah. But it's one very large bowl. So I'm like, either this is a very large bowl of mixed nuts or it's like pretzels. (laughs) I don't know, but it's from far away. Mm -hmm. Overall, very reminiscent of their first wedding. A don't come hungry situation. (laughs) Also, poor pest. Um, You know, I said it was kind of a copy and paste of their wedding, but not in terms Mm -hmm. of food. There are no mini tuna Sammies for him to slam before he makes out with Anna. So True. um, No crab with the K Sammies (laughs) to slam before he laps her up the way he was. Oh, man. Um, So then, Lego and Cannon, they get a little bubble send-off in the middle of the fucking day. Yep. Um, Because the thing started at like 2 o'clock, so I mean, with no reception, with no and reception, no, like, nothing, and like, like I mean, it's you need an hour at best. It's three twenty-three, maybe. <laughs> you know, like it's not late. <sighs> so they get their little bubble send off, and they leave in a yellow VW Bug. Yeah, that was very no Mike Huckabee sticker. No. Yeah. It definitely felt like it was of the time, though, like that era of that, like re. I. I was going to say a remodel, but it's not a remodel. But that, like when they brought back that body style of bug. Now, I doubt it's on purpose because Lego, I mean, let's face it, he's not that thoughtful. Um, remember, my proposal idea I thought was way more thoughtful than his actual <laughs> proposal. Yep. But if you remember, they took Michelle's car on their honeymoon that barely mm. made it 
and made them come home early because of it. Yeah. And while it wasn't a bug, it was a Volkswagen. Okay. So I doubt it's on purpose, but it would be kind of funny if they were like, let's get a Volkswagen from Josh's car lot for this special day, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But I, I don't no think idea. there was that much thought put in. Yeah. They probably just needed something two-seater. Like, you know what I mean? That doesn't have 17 seats. They didn't want to, like, bring the whole bus. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, Josh, do you have something we can, like, leave in? <laughs> just the two of us that seats less than 15. Oh, man. I would like to see them drive off in a 15-passenger. or Because they don't even, like, they have that, like, fucking... I mean, we talk about their tour bus, but then they have that actual, like... Like the mini bus. Like the mini bus. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see them, like, go off, get a bubble send off, and then aboard the bus. Leave in their, like, in their, like parking lot shuttle. Yeah, that they, that's like, what it is. It looks like a shuttle. It. That's what it looks like. Yeah. When some... we go to Disneyland, it's like the art. <laughs> it looks like the art. Yes. God. <laughs> and what is it here in Glendale? It's the Gus. The gu- Gus the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Every time. It makes me laugh every time. Every time I see the Gus. Gus the bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so funny i would love to see someone leave on an art or a gus <laughs> they're both names ironically it's kind of funny um uh, so michelle ends the episode saying i would love another 25 years with jim bob life is an adventure being married to jim bob duggar and she can have that adventure uh yeah, nobody else do. wants no. it <laughs> It's actually kind of funny because you and I always use the word adventure in like a funny, like facetious kind of way. Mm-hmm. So it's actually pretty funny that she said adventure because that's pretty fitting to like the actual context that we would use the word. Like you'd yeah. be like, oh, that's an adventure. Like, you know, we always <laughs> say it in some sort of like funny way. Like yeah. we'll go do something fucking basic as shit. And we're like, we went on an adventure. Like yeah. we went to Trader Joe's and we're like, we went on an adventure Ooh. today. Like, you know. Um... So I I just had so many times throughout this episode where I was like, thank God I'm not married to that. <laughs> and clearly, you know, Jim Bob himself. I mean, that's a given. I feel like we all understand that. <laughs> yeah. But just aside from that, I just mean like that type. Mm-hmm. Putting aside the controlly, culty aspects of it, yeah. but just the fucking buffoonery of it all. Like, can't listen, always being a fucking tryhard, always playing up these shticks, always up in her shit when she's just trying to get shit done, or I don't know, make some fucking pottery like we saw before <laughs> when he's like all up fucking on her. Yeah. It, like, it's just too fucking much. And I I was just, it, it made me realize say that I feel suffocated watching him <laughs> on her. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the way he's just up in her bullshit and being fucking irritating all the time. <laughs> I feel suffocated for the woman. Yeah. And I'm like, Secondhand you... suffocation. Exactly. I'm mm-hmm. like, you cannot tell me that she's like really like, oh, it's Into great. it all the time. Like, yeah. yeah, no. We, we're, we're seeing these little glimpses. Yeah. And then, but then she gives him a kiss and it's fine. <laughs> Gotta soften the blow there. Yep. I will say that overall though, very disappointing for an hour long episode. <laughs> it was weird. I mean, a lot of it was stuff that you already knew and it was clip showy and... So, as much as it was a long episode, like the, I feel like a lot didn't happen. I honestly blame the fact that it was such a small event and not a very, like, not a real event to me. Yeah. Like, the way it would be, like, a real wedding. If, I feel like if it had been an actual thing, you would have gotten a lot more content from it being, like, 
this real big deal. And it's like, really, you see that they may, they play up all this preparation and then you watch it and you're like, oh, that was it. That was it. Like, yeah, yeah it's very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, you guys put an hour into this. Jeez. <laughs> that yeah. That's that's some money into this bullshit. Yeah. They're riding that train. Yeah. That bus. They riding that gus. Riding that that art. <laughs> the comment I wanted to make about their wedding photo was a picture of them kissing from the original wedding. And usually at that moment, you know, the the bride and groom or whoever is, you know, holding hands like when that happens or like they're embracing like when that happens. But what I realized, and I'm excited for you to put this in to visuals, is because they're kissing, they're standing really close. Michelle, and maybe it's just the angle, but Michelle has her hands, and you can see her hands, and then her sleeve of the wedding dress. Jim Bob is not holding her hands. He's holding her wrist. Oh, he, oh, jeez. And I've seen this picture before, but it never occurred to me. I almost put it in last visuals, and then I chose a different one. They showed it at the beginning, and I paused it to make sure I saw it correctly. And then they showed that picture like three more times in the episode. And I was like, how apropos of what she's getting herself into. He's going to hold, like, you know, I'm not holding your hand. I'm fucking holding I'm your wrist. Holding your like, wrist. I'm like holding you down. Like, uh, yeah. It's so much more menacing that way. Yeah, no, so. someone holds your wrist. Like, that's not the same as holding your hand. Yeah, very different. Yeah. yeah so. I'm very excited for you to put that on the visuals because it was odd. it was it was gnarly. <laughs> very odd. Yep. And that's all I got for the episode. That's it. It was a weird one. It was a long one, but it was a little boring. It is yeah, it was weird. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Like, <laughs> so was, like that's really like my reaction. I was like, all right, this is what they decided to give an hour mm-hmm. to. Well, yep. All right then. Think about the added ad revenue, you know. We talked about. Is that all we all you had about this episode? That's it. Okay, I'm very happy that we got to share our our little Momo with the world. Oh yes, she's a sweet little baby. We always the fact that people said she had kind eyes always makes me laugh. So that was um. So nobody knew said kind eyes. Yeah. But previously, people used mm-hmm. to always say. So we got a couple comments saying like, "Oh, her, oh, her like eyes and like whatever. Even if they're derpy, they're you know, it's just like mm-hmm. oh, her eyes." And we did. That was the funny part is nobody ever made any kind of mention of like the derpy. Oh, she's got a fucking derpy. Eye. Not mm-hmm. one person. And you could be like, "Oh, they're being nice," but I'm just saying, Not never one heard person, it. Not never heard it. Family or friend. Yeah. yeah. And uh, people would like had. Oh, she has such kind eyes, or oh, she has such caring eyes, or mm-hmm. people would be like, oh, she so shows so much emotion. Her lots of comments about her eyes. Yeah. So then it was funny when there were a couple couple people in the comments that said stuff about her eyes. I'm like, that's actually what we always heard. Is like she has yeah. like very special little eyes, even mm-hmm. if it's a little derpy. She felt like she had the eyes of like like the dewy eyes of like an anime character. Oh yeah, like she always looks like she always kind of looks sad, but it's cute. Or concerned. concerned. I always felt like she always yeah. looked concerned. Exactly. Like we're, like she always did, but it's like and she always was kind of like like I feel like when Mildred looks up looks up, she kind of like moves her whole head. Mhm. But Momo would just like lift her like move her eyes. Like she yeah. looked up through her eyes at you all the time and it was just so sweet. Yeah. She was just a little like docile sweetheart. Yeah. We always said that we wished we wished 
people on the internet like understood. She didn't have the platform that Mildred, Mildred has. Does, but... Um, but we definitely feel like she converted people. Yeah. We had a a lot of people, it's like some of Tim's friends that were like, Oh yeah, I don't like cats but then they're like, But I but I love Momo. Yep. They were allergic and they would take medicine to come see her mm-hmm. and they're yep. <laughs> That one's legit. Everybody loves everybody loves Momo. Yeah. Would you so glad she got a little bit of time in the light. Um would you like to explain our elder emo excursion we made? So this past Saturday we went to so Yellow Card was the um headliner twentieth anniversary for Ocean Avenue. Mm-hmm. Yeesh when you hear that. When you think about yeah. it. And then one of the openers was Anne Berlin, who's like one of our all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen them six times, Tim five, only because one of the times that we had tickets, that was when you went out to, um, to go work in Jackson Hole. Mm-hmm. And we'd already had the tickets, so I ended up taking my niece instead. But So we went to go like see that. And it was just kind of funny because uh, like you're getting there and you're just like, you, you walk in and you're like, yep, we're all old. Like, like mm-hmm. everybody there is old. Yeah. You're like, here we are. I saw I saw a couple people throughout the evening, like male and female, that were like, you could tell they like dressed emo for the first time since like high school. You know what I mean? Like the hair was done a certain way or yeah, it was very. Well, when Tim and I were walking from the garage, I was like, wait, which way? And then all of a sudden these people peeped out from a corner and they were dressed all emo. And I was like this way (laughs) we're going in the right direction i was like this is the way so number one we got seats which you know at this age (laughs) i am good with seats they were very tight though it was very tight i never stopped fucking sweating never it was very tight it was really humid like everywhere that day i I, I was sweating and the anxiety i think i had like low grade anxiety which actually apparently was high grade anxiety because my fitbit was concerned about me it kept telling me you're sitting still and being inactive and your heart rate's at 136 and i'm like shut up it's called anxiety like you gotta get used to this it's a new fitbit my other one died so i had to get a new one i'm like you gotta get used to this this is a regular thing i could be sitting there and you're confused because you're like why does it why are you running a marathon or sitting which is it like it's very confused See, my Apple Watch, if I'm if I'm taking a walk, like when we were going from like the light rail to a sporting event and you're like and I'm like walking quickly, during my walk it'll pop up and be like, Would you like to count this as an exercise? Like that's the way that my watch does it. Mine's just concerned because I'm sitting still and it's like, Are you gonna die? Are you having yeah. a heart what's going on? Is your heart about to explode? Yeah. You okay? So but I think the funny thing was, so we we were thrilled to have seats, but we were laughing because during all of like the openers, everybody, it was like an agreed upon thing. Everybody sat down, right? Mm-hmm. Then of course, when like yellow card came on, I was like, oh God, now we're standing up. I'm like, here we go, which I really don't mind standing up, but it was just kind of funny because I was like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. But then I looked over the whole section next to us. All sitting, sitting down. down. And I'm like, did the one dream. person and I'm like, did one person just decide? And everybody I was so I, I kept nudging Tim, I'm like, who who decided what's happening over here? Yeah. They're because, like, we're gonna sit down, yeah, okay? Because like you can't just be the one decide to sit down because then you can't see. So I'm like, yeah. how did it happen that this whole section was like, you know what, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yep, yeah, it was I, every single one. I wanna know was there was there like um talk beforehand? Was there a flyer? Was there some sort of leaflet? Like how did it get decided amongst everyone? <laughs> yep. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. 
But anyways, for our actual elder emos who know what we're talking about with yellow card, if you know, their big thing was that they have a guy that plays a the violin. violin player. Yes. And so back in the day, one of his things that I remember vividly was the way <laughs> he would do backflips. He would like go on to like the, like the little, like stage thing of where the drummer it was, usually was, the riser where would, the drum was at, or, or the amplifier, like, or the amp, yeah. And he would get up onto it, and then he would do a backflip. So I told him, I kept saying before he was started, I'm like, oh man, I'm like, we're fucking old now. I'm like, are we gonna see any? any backflips tonight and so it just became like a joke between us the entire every time they'd put like the spotlight on him i would like grab him or i would like nudge him and i'd be like like, nothing would happen or there was a couple times where he went and he would like put a leg up on the drum riser and we'd be like oh my god we'd literally brace ourselves and and then he'd put his leg back down we're like like, nope So, but so it just became like a funny thing with us all night because every single time any sort of attention or he moved a certain way, we'd both like grab each other. We're like, it's happening. Is it going to happen? We're like, oh, so spoiler. Didn't happen. Don't blame him. The knees and things are not the same. He did a lot more like um, chest bumping. Did you notice? He did yeah. a, like a lot more of like a hand to the crowd and like the... He moved chest. a lot too. He was moving left and right on stage. So. Walking. Let's be clear. Yeah. There, mm-hmm. There's not a lot of jumping around anymore. I yeah. will say, like Anne Berlin, like they still like jump around. They got down, and, yeah. like, they, they, but I was like, Yellow Card was pretty stationary. And when yeah. they moved around it, but I, and hey, I'm not. I'm not blaming. I, I I was thrilled to have a sitting seat for this conversation. <laughs> this is not judgment. It is merely yep. pointing things out. Mm-hmm. I was happy to sit my fat ass as long as possible. So this is not a judgment. But mm-hmm. I was just like, because the whole thing was, you know, back in the old days, it was like they had a violinist who fucking shred. And so we, so we're like, is he going to shred? <laughs> there, there was no shredding. He didn't so. shred super hard. No. But we made the joke that like he did have like one really like big run he did in one of the songs, and Whitney looked at me and I was like, "That violin is in tatters." tatters. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, we're just cracking ourselves up for the whole night. And yeah. So like at random points, we just look at each other and we'd be like, "Tatters." tatters. Yeah. <laughs> like they blew their violin budget in the first two nights of this concert. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he was oh, getting it. Man. Yep. I will say, what if, I have a weird relationship with Yellow Card, and I was talking to Whitney about this. I saw, so apparently their first album came out in two, either 98, 99, like somewhere there. Um, I saw them in 2001. Their second album had come out that was called For the Kids. And I saw them, if once I'm going to say it again, from Arizona, I saw them at the Mesa Amphitheater in downtown Mesa, and they were an opener for Homegrown. So if there's any, like, old, like, ska punk kids that remember an old punk band from California called Homegrown, incredible. But Yellow Card opened for them. And I remember me and all my other band friends that went to this concert were excited. And because you were they thrilled had... to see a guy shred a violin. We watched him completely destroy that <laughs> violin that night. So I remember being An so inspiration <laughs> to band kids everywhere. Tatters. What's his name? Sean? Is it Sean? I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> but 
So I remember seeing them and loving them. And to this day, I love that album. So shout out to that album called For the Kids. If you like Yellow Card and you want like a pre-fame vision of how good they were, uh, listen to the album For the Kids, 2001. I will say, still sounded really good live. They like, did. They sounded really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was just funny because I kept waiting. The sh- there was some shredding, but it wasn't quite the same <laughs> shredding that we were used to. But I'm like, you know what? I get it. We're fucking old. It's fine. Yeah. And whole sections are sitting down. It's fine. Yeah. I made the joke that, you know, you have like the merch tables outside. But I was like, the, the venue should bank on how old we are and do like a term life insurance booth <laughs> yeah. and like an orthotic shoe area in the corner like you should lean on the fact that like this is a bunch of old people and i made the same joke that i made when i went to go see one of my favorite bands that came out in like 2002 when i was a sophomore in high school and we went to this concert and it was the same thing where one of my cooks that i had gone with and we were walking from the parking lot was like are we in the going in the right direction and i looked and it was all like people my age that had kids and then you know and all this stuff i'm like yeah we're going in the right direction my dude this band came out in 2002 so we get to the end of it and they didn't play two of their like most popular songs and then they like pretend to leave the stage and i remember the guy next to me who was singing every song just like i did we were kind of joking and i was like can we just like ditch this pretense that you're gonna leave without playing like your two most popular songs i'm like most of these people need to pick up their kids from the babysitter <laughs> most of them have to go to work and then can we just not and just keep playing yeah, the music keep yeah. going we don't need the tease we're no, we're past that no. we've been to all the bases you don't need to tease anymore <laughs> yeah and i Yellow card kind of did that yeah. too. No, at one point, like literally, it's the Ocean Avenue <laughs> tour, like tour, right? And they hadn't played Ocean Avenue yet, and then everything goes dark. And I turned to Tim. I'm like, "This is fucking stupid. Like, they're seriously gonna leave and not play." But then, oh, but they got us a little bit. They played one song. True. Yep. And then they played Ocean Avenue. But yep. I was like, "Oh, they really got us there." But I, I, I just looked at him. I'm like, "This is fucking dumb." I'm like, "I am over the fucking pretend." Yeah. just play it yeah. let us know when it's over so i can file out and go home yep i have two more things on the concert or i guess kind of about concerts the last one was once again reiterating how old we all are um when we were walking up the stairs at the end of it the two girls that were sitting next to us that were obviously there to see May Day parade um were behind us and i heard one of them go Whew, I don't know if I could, if I want to see a concert and not be in a seat again. And her friend was like, man, I need to get some water. I'm really dehydrated. And I'm like, God <laughs> damn it. We are all ancient. <laughs> My last thing was on that same vein of like the pretense. That's actually one thing I appreciate about the Foo Fighters is every single time they're like, we're not going to, f- and he, Dave always says it. He's like, we're not going to fucking pretend like yeah. we're going to leave and not play ever long. <laughs> he know, was like, like... we're going to play for three hours and then we're going to be done. And then they proceed to play for three straight hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. There's no pretending here. Yep. <laughs> but like, I just, I was just like, this is so stupid. It's literally the name of the tour. Like, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So number one, 
it was it was a good concert. It f- uh, and even the music in between, like when they were changing. Oh, they uh, did like emo night in between. Yeah, and it was apparently it's a guy that does stuff here in Phoenix, um, emo night Brooklyn, and it was like kind of just like a mixtape of like stuff. The music was good. The music was straight out of that. If I, I. I, there was some Seo Sin and some Pierce the Veil and some Hawthorne Lots Heights. Lots of Taking Back Sunday, yeah, like all yeah. that stuff. So it was like, but so the whole crowd was like, even in the in between, it was like, fuck <laughs> yes, we are all reliving high school right yeah, now. Yeah. Like Taking Back Sun- Sunday would come on and everybody was like, yeah! and I was like, yep, yeah, we are all fucking living life. Oh man, it was a good time. It was a very good time. Um. Do you have anything else, my dear? That is it. All right. We will be well, back next week with a dig. Yeah, with an actual dig. So, um, as usual, feel free to buy us a pickle or a coffee at, at buymeacoffee.com slash diggingupthedug. Send us a message at diggingupthedugers at gmail.com. Enjoy our episode visuals. Go look at our little Momo. She's our baby. She She's was our first baby. baby. She's a sweet baby. She's she, very kind to eyes. She, what do you say? She snacked so Mildred could eat. Yeah, I always make jokes about that because we talk about how like Mildred likes obviously snackies and food and um, but yeah, so that's always my joke. She M- Momo walked so she could zoo me. Yeah, you know? she mm-hmm. made us the parents we are, so that Mildred has the life that she does. We afford her a wonderful, advantaged life, as Arthur would say. Yep, as our little Arthur. So enjoy our visuals. Go look at our our first child um, and other shenanigans on Instagram at Digging Up the Duggars Pod. And if you'd like to send us anything snail mail, we do have a PO box, PO box five nine seven three, Glendale, Arizona eight five three one two. Have a good week, and all of our elder emos out there, drink your water before the concert. Drink your water, and you know what? Go listen. Go listen to a little Hawthorne Heights. And do you know what? Get the seat tickets. Splurge. The kids are at the babysitters anyway.